0: Right place, so take a step back, back before I get all up in your face. face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine, but there's like 50 yeah. other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be her sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't, don't concur, we can agree to disagree.
1: Me, myself, FSP doing what I do because I do it for you all day, every day. Along with me is my co host JTATM J- Money. At, J- say what's up to the people. Hello, how are you tonight? I'm fine. I mean, are, is my voice too slow? Am I too low? What's going on? Nothing.
0: Nothing is going on, man. I'm just, you know, taking it easy on a nice
1: Saturday afternoon. Okay, well, we know you old. We don't want to mess with your, your geriatric time. Well, you know, see, you know, <laughs> I don't know what
0: you have bringing up my age because I can keep up with you, no problem. I, I'm not the one that, that, that won't, when you were in uh, another, another country, couldn't keep up with your wife.
1: Hey, 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 you little, hey, hey. You
0: know, see, see. Then you're going to stoop to call Doing a do, do Trump Calling people names
1: No, no, that that's a Mac That wasn't a Trump <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so anyway Let mm-hmm. me explain this to you Um, Today we're going to discuss The NFC South We're going to put some South in your mouth And we're going to be like the faceless man Do not let her suffer But since I didn't see uh the Game of Thrones, it's funny how we get the Game of Thrones we get to see the uh episode of the previous week on Saturday night right now, two o'clock in the morning where I am, and then the uh this week's episode comes on uh one a m monday morning okay and you know i can't I can't be up at one a m in the morning because I gotta get ready for my show at work but um I do. I do, I do I do what I do. You can DVR? it? Oh no, DVRs don't work over here, dude. Yeah, okay. we bought our uh, we bought our um our our DirecTV DVR box, but stupid me um sent back the card for it. So everything that was on that card, all the shows and stuff mm-hmm. gone, but we just got the box and uh oh, Well, because remember, when you turn stuff in, you got to return everything, you know, the cards and all that, or they charge you for it, but Mm -hmm. you get to keep the DVR. Well, it's no good if you don't. Yeah, I know. I know. They they just give you the box and uh, it is what it is. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Today, uh, we're going to discuss the NFC South for 2016. Um, I saw a lot of stuff going on We're going to talk about David Price Calling out the NBA As well the, It's just two topics today Unless you're going to go on another rant Like you did Sunday um, But did, did, here we go did, did you listen to that program? Uh, bits and pieces Of the replay Yes I did Just a little bit okay. Not much
0: Because your cousin was it. He surprised me Calling in, and we had a good conversation going back and forth. But uh, um, I'm glad you called in, and, or not called in, but just listened uh, to some of the stuff. And, and I, don't, I don't know what your thoughts are, but um, um, there's a lot of things going on nowadays, man, that um, people aren't talking about. they like glossing over it, um, oh, trying yeah. to keep it, trying to keep it low, low profile. But it's obvious. <clears throat> If it's not stopped What the
1: what the direction of this country is going in is, And it's scary Oh yeah um, I had a conversation with some people In the studio at work And a lot of them And these are One's younger than me uh, One's slightly older than me And he's from Chicago And we were saying the history is repeating itself Is just a different hue uh, That's getting oppressed But saying oppressor um, mm-hmm. And a lot of things. Now, I am surprised that my cousin did call in. Uh, that shows he he has been listening. He just doesn't like me very much. I don't stop, know why.
0: Stop, stop. I do I, I kind of doubt that, man. Because I, uh, I haven't
1: dude, talked to him in quite a while. I haven't. And he talked
0: he blocked to him.
1: me. He oh, blocked really? me on yeah. He blocked me on Facebook, dude. Really? And really? Yeah, we had a, we had a family tragedy, and I tried to reach out to him, and that's how I realized he blocked me. Oh. And yeah. He he pulled a Mac, okay. so I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's like exactly what I was like." But anyway, um, we'll, we can talk about that if we have some time left. Uh, yeah. But let's get to, let's I get promise, to what we're supposed to get to. I
0: promise to be try to try to be a good person today. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I,
1: I am. I'm, I'm gonna try
0: not to interrupt you and try to take over. I wouldn't say take over the show, but talk too much. So. uh i watch to sure and I, and I won't, I'll try <laughs> to be as well-behaved as, as I possibly can.
1: Well, we know that's not going to happen, but we'll try. Okay. you got to you gotta see it as the glass is half full, not half empty. I do. I do. I'm trying to see the glass half full. Um, so I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we're going to sure. try to answer them. We're going to try to answer them um, mm-hmm. with our predictions. Can Drew Reeves become a top five fantasy quarterback again with Little to no help on on the offense, but a rebuilt defense. Can Cam Newton and the Panthers go back to back to back as a South's champion and maybe back to the Super Bowl? Was the one-year extension to Riverboat Ron's contract uh, assigned to Cam and the Panthers, you know, is now or nothing? Uh, will the Dirty Birds and Matty Ice become a contender again? How will your boy – your boy, Jason, uh, not Jason, Jameis Winston and the Bucks do in year two. So um, those are some questions I hope you're able to answer. And, uh, and these predictions, oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I don't think uh, some of these predictions that I read online are correct. I'll give my thoughts, you give yours, and everybody, everybody will hear what we have to say. You ready to get down with the get down? Just get down with the get down, then. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, y'all know Mr. FSP can only do this one way, and that's this way. <laughs> Lemonade. Yeah. You know me so well, JT. <laughs> all right, so here we go. I can't hear it, man. I can hear it. You want me to turn it no. up? No, no, you, you, all right. it's all right. All right, here we go. Here we go. We're going to start off with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. The NFL didn't do the Bucs any favors with a tough start with back-to-back road games at Atlanta and Arizona, a home game against the defending Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos, and a Monday night game at Carolina in the first five weeks of the season. Ouch. It wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. It wouldn't be a surprise to see the Bucs go – one and four during that stretch. The Bucks also have two West Coast trips, San Francisco and San Diego, and play host to Seattle the week before leaving for San Diego. They should have a good run in December before the season finale against Carolina. Now, ESPN's Mike DiRocco has them going eight and eight. So, based upon what he said, they're going to start off one and four, and finish, and finish eight. I mean, excuse me, seven and four. I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be worse than that. I think that they're going to uh, suffer a very very slow death. Just me. Um, I think Tampa Bay is. They're going to- like they got the toughest schedule in the nfl if, if you ask my opinion um what do you think jt well i
0: don't know about having the toughest schedule because i looked at, at these teams in the uh in nfc south and it's a toss-up to me whether it was the falcons or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that got really shafted schedule-wise because the Falcons do have a bad schedule. And I agree with, uh, for the most part, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' first five games are not going to look good before they go to the bye. And, but I do disagree that they're going to go 7-4 and four, um, after their bye. Um, I can't see it. Um, I think they'll improve from last year. Um, but... Uh, If if they may approve it, put it this way: that some of these games can go either way, but I think they're they're doomed to um, maybe repeat the record that they had last year.
1: Well, that's my. I, I want to go on the schedule because um, I think it sucks. I really think it sucks, dude. First five games, first of all. I think they're going to win any of them. I really think they're going to win any of them. Um, okay. The Falcons, I think they're going to lose to the Falcons, Cardinals. And if if Jared Goff just, if, if they do what I think they're going to do with Jared Goff and, and let Todd Gurley just run the ball on them and then just pass when necessary, I think the Rams beat them. Now, that's a toss-up game. It, it really is. But, if they're playing at home. That, that's the key, and this is the n- yeah. new team going from the West Coast to the East Coast. You got to understand that. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and that's why I think they're going to just use Todd Gurley all game, and and not try to be, you know, get the ball to Kenny Brick, get the ball to um, uh, Tavon Austin. Awesome. I think they're trying to, uh, to to just establish a a Fisher type game, and um, you know it is what it is, but. Of course, even with Sanchez at quarterback, even with him at quarterback, I think the Broncos' defense, the quote-unquote no-fly zone defense, is going to be top-notch and stop Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, and uh, I don't even know who their running back is right now. i got to look and see who their starting running back is. Doug um, Martin, man. Doug Martin. Oh yeah, Doug Martin, they re-signed him. Um Matt Forte went to to uh to the Jets. That's right. Right. Um anyway, even with Sanchez, who can manage the game, I think the Broncos beat him handily. And Carolina, I, I just I don't see any hope there. I really don't. I know they, um divisional game. Um and they open up against the Falcons. At Atlanta So they're going to be excited to um, To open the season at home You know uh, Now here's an interesting game After the bye week, week 7 Against the 49ers I do believe In, in, in San Francisco Yes, in, in San Francisco Which is a road that's, game that's oh, the key. East, yeah, east to west Got it Um, Depending on Who their quarterback is and and if Carlos Hyde stays healthy. Now, Kaepernick isn't, you know, the world's best quarterback. We all understand that. We also understand that his receivers are aged but experienced. Uh, Anquan Bolden and Torrey Smith. We also understand that the defense isn't what it used to be. You also understand that Chip Kelly is going to run a different style of offense. Um, I think they're going to win that game. I do, but for the next, I think they're going to they're going to probably win three games this season. I think they're going to win three games because after the 49ers, they're going to lose to the Raiders. I think they're going to lose. Ah man, the Raiders are nice. I think they're going to lose to the Falcons. Depending on, depending on what happens with Alshon Jeffries' uh, recovery, uh, Kevin White's development, and how they switch uh, uh, from the 4-3 to 3-4, because that's week 10. They should be at least knowing what to do in the 3-4 by week 10. They should beat the Bears, but I'm not sure. They're going to lose to Kansas City. They're going to lose to uh, Seattle. Um, they may beat the Chargers Even though that's another East to West Coast game um, It depends It depends if they can establish the run I'm talking about Chargers The Chargers are A, a team That They're good But it, 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 if They don't build a offensive line For the run Then they're wasting that top pick That they had They're, they're wasting it um and and it's not Todd Gurley. What, what's my dude from uh, from um, Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin. Melvin Gordon. Then they're wasting that Melvin Gordon pick, which is just you know Melvin Gordon isn't a beast to begin with, but I I, I don't think that he is. Uh, he he definitely needs a a offensive line to to make holes to go to the second level. Um, but that's not what's happening there. The Saint. Now listen. I don't know if Kenny Stills or any of those other guys in in New Orleans can can compete with anybody.
0: Kenny, at the Water
1: Kenny Stills is in Miami right now. I apologize, not Kenny Stills. Um what's the old boy? Um Brandon Coleman. Brandon Coleman. Um I don't know if those guys can compete on the level as top tier uh receivers. Um we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk Cook. about it. And Brandon Cooks, all those guys. I don't I, I don't know. When we get to the Saints my my real decision on that. Um also I hate to say it, but the Cowboys will dominate this year. Um and I think they're going to prove it. When, uh, when Jameis Winston and those cats head on up to, um, head on up to, to face the Cowboys, uh, again, they play the Saints. Um, I say they're going to split with the Saints and then lose, uh, final game with the Panthers. That's three wins, maybe just two, but three wins for sure. Uh, that's the way I see the Buccaneer season. And I'm not going to blame it on Jameis Winston. I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is say the schedule is just so tough because all the teams from week 11 on down, in my opinion, including the Chargers, because I think the West is weak, are going to be contending for a playoff spot. And they're going to play... Tampa Bay harder than than most, so it's gonna it's not gonna be easy road the first five games, and a, in my opinion, the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and the last seven games, twelve games that they're gonna be you know sucking at in my opinion. Your thoughts, JT?
0: Well, I have them having a little better better record. Um, and uh, the reason I do have them have them a little better record, I think after the buy that they go on a short win run um, because of the teams that they're playing and they're playing uh, the, af- after the buy they play uh, the first four games <clears throat> out of the first four games after the buy they play th- three of those at home and uh, and then quite naturally, you had talked about them after the buy going to San Francisco. Um, the key to that is that they're coming off a bye, so they r- really uh, are going to be well rested. Not like they're going, like they played a, a, a team either on the road or at home, and then had to go on a road trip to play San Francisco. They get a, a week to rest. Well, week to game plan against a what most people think are going to be a very um, weak San Francisco team. Uh, and I think they get a win there And then I think they go on a run Because the next three games are at home And in my opinion Winnable games Against Oakland A lot of people are touting Oakland I understand that But Oakland has to go from west to east That makes a difference uh, They play a, a division rival at home Atlanta uh, Atlanta is, is uh, Like I said a division rival But they're playing them at home Atlanta's a, ter- uh, a, a, a dome team Coming to Tampa, playing outside in the Southern Heat, and then they're playing a, a Chicago, uh, uh, a shaky Jay Cutler and Chicago team that you don't know what you're going to get there, and they're playing them at home. So I think they, that, that's key for them to pick up, at least after the bye, in my opinion, four wins, four straight wins before they go on to that brutal schedule you talked about from week 11 to the end of the, end of the season. Where they play at Kansas City, consider that a loss. He already went over and said Seattle will loss the next week. Go to San Diego. (laughs) Excuse me. Go to San Diego at San Diego. Another east to west trip. Um, I think San Diego can beat them at home. Then they go to New Orleans. I agree with you. They're going to split with New Orleans. And New Orleans doesn't play well in Tampa Bay, so I give them a win there. At Dallas, no way they beat Dallas in Dallas uh, as long as Tony Romo is healthy. Uh, Against that team And then um, they go to New Orleans again They meet New Orleans again At New Orleans And it's probably going to be a shootout Um, And I think New Orleans is going to prevail there And quite naturally they play the last game uh, At home against Carolina um, Which is a division rival The last two weeks at New Orleans And then the last one home against Carolina And I think they lose against Carolina Uh, All told um, I think they come out with a a matching record as they had in 2015, 6-10. But like like I said, some of these games can go either way, but I'm trying to be optimistic, and and on the optimistic
1: side is 6-10. Okay. I mean, I I can't say that they won't go 6-10 because uh, there are a few games that, you know, I I, I have in question. I'm not going to... um, you know, complain or or or, or uh, say you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Because I, I too think there are hmm, a handful. Let me put it that way: a handful of games that they'll be interesting, to say the least. They'll be interesting. Um, well, with that being said, let's get on to the next. Group of challengers Before you go any further Well com-
0: Go ahead I have to compliment you on your Um mic I don't know what you did but It's uh It's what it's supposed to be
1: Well see I believe cause I, I Was using it as a, a, a Unidirectional When it's omni And uh I've got, I've got it set up a certain way now At any rate Yes sir Thank you very much Now let's go to a team That I hope isn't going to put me to sleep Because um, They let go of one of their All time leading receivers Roddy White Free agent You never know He might come back To Atlanta for a very reduced rate But let's see what Vaughn McClure has to say about the Atlanta Falcons. I don't see the Falcons overcoming a brutal schedule that is tied with the 49ers for the toughest in the league, based on last year's records. Playing two of the past three Super Bowl champions, Denver and Seattle, in consecutive road games during week five and six, it yeah, it is a tough task in itself, and a lot to ask of a team still trying to find its identity. Throw-in facing Carolina at home before those two road contests makes for Murderer's Row and possibly a three-game losing streak or longer. At least fans can get hyped up about the final game at the uh, Georgia Dome being against the rival Saints in Week 17. The Falcons will move into a $1.4 billion Mercedes-Benz Stadium in 2017. Now, I can agree by looking at their schedule, it's tough. It is tough. Um, but I don't think they're going to be um, decapitated like I think uh, uh, Tampa Bay is going to be. As I said before, I think they're going to open up against Tampa and beat Tampa. Um, I actually think they'll beat the Raiders even if though it's in Oakland. Um, so they're going to start out 2-0. I think they're going to lose that first game at New Orleans. Something just tells me uh, they're going to lose it. It's a, what, Monday night game or a Sunday night game? Then um, I think they're going to lose to the Panthers. They're going to beat the Broncos I think Sanchez is going to be turnover happy in that game. I really think so. Uh, I think if they'll go up to Seattle, depending on what happens with Jimmy Graham, I think Seattle will demolish him because Jimmy Graham has always hurt the Falcons, always hurt him. Um, I think that they will beat the Chargers. I think they'll lose to Green Bay, beat the Bucks, beat the Eagles. Now that's 10 weeks in the books, right? So I got them at what? Six and four? Okay. Right? So, after the bye week, they come back and have five hard games. Well, six hard games. Arizona Chiefs, I call a loss. I think they beat the Rams. I think they beat the 49ers, even though uh, you know they've got the Rams in L.A. I think they're going to go out there and beat them. They host the 49ers. So I think they beat the 49ers. And here's the tough part. Um, I think they'll lose um, to the Panthers and beat the Saints. So I believe that makes them 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, I'm going 500. They might even go 10-6. and six, But 8-8 eight and eight is what I see the Atlanta Falcons as. With this schedule and the fact that Devontae Freeman he came on very hard last year. he had injuries he he was nicked up um there's two things that the Falcons need to do, and unfortunately, I am unable to see, uh you know how their their training camps are going because of where I'm at, but they need to establish a tight end threat and they need to establish a mid range receiver. I know they drafted a guy but you know he's 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 not the established mid-range threat, so we'll see what happens. But I think the defense is is going to come together, mm. and then you'll see how their uh, medium to short passing in plays. Because if you remember last year, the screen pass was their most effective passing play. Um. Can that happen again this year? It's going to have to happen, in my opinion. It's going to have to happen. But what are your thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons? Well, last year they were 8-8. Eight and eight, And
0: with a highly inconsistent Matt Ryan and a, at times, a shaky offense. Uh, and I think because of this schedule, which is, is my Opinion, this is a pretty bad schedule and, and it's, it's, it's some of these it falls into what I always say it's not who you play it's when you play them um, and uh, I think unfortunately uh, you're close to what I'm thinking about the Atlanta Falcons are going to be uh, 8 and 8 is probably well, 9 and 7 is probably their ceiling and their floor is probably uh, 6 and 10 and But I'm predicting they go around seven and nine. Um, got to show me. They didn't show me too, uh, enough on defense that uh, they're going to make it a market improvement, which they have to do. They didn't show me enough to be a consistent offense, uh, which they have to be, especially Matt Ryan. And going up against some of these teams with uh, their defense, as in Denver, Carolina, Seattle, uh Tampa Bay's improved on their defensive side. Uh Kansas City, Arizona, um, you know, and they played Carolina and they play um uh, Tampa Bay, which is not that bad uh twice. It's going to be real tough for the Atlanta Falcons to um to get better than a 500 mark. But I'm I'm picking them a 7-7 to 9 quite naturally i 'm um, not an Ushadamas, so i can 't exactly pick what i what what they are but in my opinion when i 'm looking at these games in this schedule, it tells me it screams to me seven and
1: nine okay, well, you know seven and nine is close to eight and eight, not a bad deal um but we gotta realize that you know desperate teams do def- desperate things, and you know Arthur blank. He's like, okay, I'm spending $1.4 billion, along with the city of Atlanta. We don't want to go into Atlanta, uh, the new stadium uh, looking like hot garbage. But we'll see. We shall see. Uh, I think the Atlanta Falcons have a lot to prove this year. I think Matty Ice has a lot to prove, especially having that contract as a quarterback. Uh, Julio, I believe, is coming up. On Another extension if I'm Not mistaken um, Maybe I'm wrong about that But he wants to prove that he is the best And uh, not just A deep threat um, well, As I said It depends on If they can establish a medium And short passing game In my opinion So and that, and that requires people To go over the middle Roddy White did it In place of Tony Gonzalez but that took away um, the mid-range guy, and Harry Douglas went to to the Titans, and no one really stepped up to take Harry Douglas's place. You know, yeah. Devin Hester, Devin yeah. Hester is not the answer. You know, he he showed flashes last year, but he's he's not a, a solid number two wide receiver or three. He's more of a fourth wide receiver that can. You know, do um, uh, quick screens or uh, something trickery-like. But that's just my opinion. And yours? Well, we may have a um, surprise guest
0: going close to the football season that has ties to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, And I have some – and I should, should talk to you off air about this because uh, – um there were some things going on last year that uh was the reason why the Atlanta Falcons record was as it was. Um and I have certain knowledge um that I'm I do wanna air out, out, out in the uh um on the airways. But uh we could talk
1: off air about what I'm talking about. Sure, let me know, brother. Let me know. I'm ready to hype up and get it done, son. So, no matter of, okay, I'm down. I'm down the clown. You just let me know, all right?
0: Problem. I hopefully it, it comes to fruition. We may be able to get Atlanta Falcon actually on the air. So,
1: okay. Don't don't tease me, dude. Don't tease me. Don't please. I hate a I hate a tease. I hate a tease. But you ready to get on with the get on and get down with get the on
0: get what down? 7-9, that? that's what I'm thinking. Atlanta Falcons 6-10 and 10 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got two more teams that we're dealing with. Uh, the um, Carolina Panthers and the um,
1: New Orleans Saints. Well, with that being said, how is Drew Breesy going to do it? I don't know. He has no real receivers. He has no real threat. Um, Mark Ingram, can carry the lunch, but when when people stack the box and not afraid of Drew Brees to throw the ball, who knows what's going to happen. But Mike Triplett of ESPN says, as long as they have Drew Brees, the Saints are capable of winning any game on the schedule. And their defense can't help but improve from last year. So 10 wins wouldn't shock me, but it's hard to project anything better than 500 after the inconsistency they've shown in back to back 79 seasons especially with the fourth toughest strength of schedule in the NFL yep so you know i'm i'm down the clown jt i really am uh but before we even get to the schedule tell me how can drew Brees pull this off i mean his weapons are are Less than stellar uh, It's it's not really his fault because he can put the ball Where it needs to be I believe they let Marcus Colston go yep. If I'm not mistaken You know yep. uh, uh, No real tight end threat I'd make a difference But go ahead Well th- that's what I'm asking you dude Please tell me What is Drew Brees going to be able to do And how he's going to be able to do it because I don't see these guys doing as good as 10 games, especially with the fourth toughest schedule, you know, um, help a brother out, JT, help a brother out. All right.
0: All right. Now we know that the, the, the saints were one of the worst teams not the worst team, um, last year and giving up points, um, uh, points against last year for the Saints was 476 points. That's, that's I think if, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think that's absolute worst in all of football. Uh, they gave up the most points of any team in football if I'm not mistaken from what I'm looking here. Uh, so th- there's really nowhere to go but up. Uh, you got to think that the most of their picks were defense, either on a uh, free agent, re-signing their own free agents, getting free agents, or getting. Uh, um, their draft picks, <laughs> and with a new offensive coordinator, to try to
1: <coughs> excuse
0: me, um, uh, improve that defense. So you, you got to believe that their defense is going to be improved. Now, is it going to be a Seattle? Is it going to be a, a Texans? Is it going to be a, a a dominating defense? Um, I don't think so. But they needed just a defense that's able to slow down the opposing offense considerably more than they did last year. Uh, and I think they'll, they'll be able to do that. But for the most part, this team is an offensive team. They got a pass-catching tight end, which I think is going to be- benefit them greatly, in Kobe Fleener. Uh, they have Brandon Cooks, who's a third-year player now. Um, it will show third-year improvement. They have a Willie Sneed, who was a rookie last year, that had um, um, bursts of uh, um, uh, good weeks, um, but wasn't consistent. You have to think that that they will be—he'll uh, uh, be a little more consistent uh, in, in the passing game. And then you have uh, the rookie, which are um, a lot of people are touting uh, that are down there. And if you look on the net, that, um, that that this guy is uh, going to be used uh, big. Uh, uh wide receiver A Marcus Colson type wide receiver uh, I'm not saying he has the same skill level But it, it, They're t- saying that this kid Michael Thomas From Ohio State Is going to be a very good player Especially in the red zone And quite naturally you have Drew Brees um, Who's a consistent 4,500 to 5,000 yard Passing quarterback uh, I agree that they're going to be In a lot of games um, they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. i got to believe that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games. Um, whether they get the majority of those to push them over 500, that's the question. I don't think they can. Uh, quite naturally, the NFC South uh, in their um, schedule that they have for these teams have uh, a lot of... Uh, rough times ahead for week to week for these NFC South teams. Um, I think uh, all of, them, mostly in the top ten. the top ten toughest schedules. Some of them probably in the top five in the toughest schedules according to um, uh, the teams. The teams' defense from last year. So, do the Saints push that eight hundred mark? I mean, the five hundred mark. Do they get over five hundred? Uh, unfortunately, I don't think so. Uh, I think they were fortunate enough to get to seven and nine uh, with the defense that they that, that they didn't have. Uh, defense is going to be a little better, but the, the schedule is going to offset uh, how how much better this this defense is going to be. So I can it, have... seven, it
1: was excuse me. Now go ahead. I thought you were done. Go ahead.
0: So what I'm saying is 7-9 with what they had last year with extremely the worst defense. Uh, they get a better defense, but the schedule says no. 6-10 and 10, in my opinion.
1: I can concur, but I think they're going to push for 8-8. Eight and, eight. and let's go over the schedule real quick. As I see, they're going to open up with the Raiders. And I think the Raiders um, uh, absolutely destroyed them um, at home. I think the Raiders are a vastly improved team on both sides of the ball, plus special teams. Um, When we go to the West, we're going to talk about the West, because I think the Raiders might even win the West this year. Honestly, I think so. But, let's keep it moving. So, New Orleans then faces uh, the Giants at MetLife. Now, here's the deal. I... I, I, uh, I can agree. Can I can can I call it first? I can agree that it's a loss for um for New Orleans. Um also think they're going to lose to the Falcons that first game. I think I said that or I said they were going to win that first game. I, I can't remember right now. Um but I do believe they go to San Diego and beat San Diego. I absolutely think San Diego is going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. I really do. Uh, they have a bye week, which is bad for Drew Brees and bad for the for the Saints in week five. Because when they come back, they're going <laughs> to have – I think they're going to lose one, two, three, four, five straight games. They're going to lose to the Panthers. They're going to lose to the Chiefs, Seahawks. And, yes, I'm calling the upset as the 49ers, I believe, will beat Drew Brees in them because it's in Santa Clara. Uh, I even think Mark Sanchez – and the Broncos will beat them with or without uh, Vaughn Miller because he's threatening to sit out. I think they're going to lose to the Panthers. And here comes the interesting uh, of games. I think they can win at home against the Rams. I, I definitely think, Detroit, I think Detroit's going to get smashed because without the Calvin Johnson effect, they're not, their offense is not what it's going to be uh, for the past couple of years. I guarantee that. Because Golden Tate is good, but he benefited a lot from the, the double teams Robin Johnson got. Um, I think will beat the Buccaneers. Nope. Then nope, I, nope. well you don't
0: I, you, you gotta understand the history. At Tampa Bay that they struggle mightily. They don't play well at Tampa Bay. Well trust me when I I mean that that like,
1: that, that might be the past. That might be the past, but I think uh Tampa Bay uh uh Loses that game Uh, I think Carolina Not Carolina, I think New Orleans Beats, uh, or loses To the Cardinals Um, and beats the Bucks Um, at home And then they finish out With a loss Or win Uh, at Atlanta, I said it, they were going to split So I can't pick which one they're going to split With them, whether it's at home or Away, but I think, uh they split with Atlanta, and that gives them close to eight and eight, in my opinion, close to eight and eight, out um, of seven and nine, eight and eight. I don't think they'll get over nine wins. That's just my opinion. And you said they're going to be what? Six and ten. Okay, six and That's ten. That's possible. That is possible. All right. With that being said, it's only one team left to get to. Jim. One team to get down and dirty with, and that happens to be the defending, the reigning, and defending NFC South champions, the Josh Norman NFC. What say? Hey girl, don't let Jay Z get you down. I know I ain't around. And I'm taken, but if you ever need somebody to cry on, I got plenty of friends that you can lean on. So I'm put that out there since we're talking about New Orleans and all that other good stuff. All right, that was out of the blue. I know JT. I know.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to follow you here. I don't know what the hell you're doing, but I'm I'm just I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, being me. I don't know what the heck. Is. I just. Shut my mouth! I'm just listening. Like what? The, where are they going with this? But whatever.
1: So, according to David Newton of ESPN, mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers, it would be crazy to think the Panthers will flirt with another undefeated season, as they did a year ago in going 15 and one. It would be crazier to think that they would will lose more than four games with the bulk of the team that won the NFC Championship uh, last year. The overall schedule is harder with rematches against each of their three playoff opponents, Seattle, Arizona, and Denver, and a franchise record five prime time games. But the rest of the NFC South remains in a rebuilding mode, so a fourth consecutive division title seems in order. So what does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? That means even though our friends... Let Josh Norman come to the Burgundy and goal, which I thank them for. They feel as though that defense and Cam Newton's reinvigoration uh, of of how to be a leader will lead them to a fourth fourth NFC South and possibly a Super Bowl run again. Riverboat Ron was only given A one one year contract In 2018 I mean That my So JT Before we get to the schedule Let's talk about it The one year contract with Riverboat Ron Can Cam Newton lead them to Back to back to back uh, Titles what are your thoughts on that
0: Uh, Yeah Due to the Make up of this division um I think it's a foregone conclusion i mean every everything can change you don't know what's going to what the future is for any of these teams uh injury wise uh and that's the that's the key if one of these teams, especially the Carolina Panthers sustained a major injury and a major injury would be cam Newton going down uh for the panthers, then that would um be detrimental to them winning their division again, but uh, um, past that, I see no way that they not win this division again and, and repeat as division champions of the NFC South. And I, and the oh. oh, River Riverboat run, I think it's an absolute yes. tra- travesty. Okay, there's two owners that I, I, I really have an issue with, um, and. I would say good old boys is the owner of the Tennessee Titans and the owner of the Carolina Panthers. This is the same owner that talked about camp and his style of his hair um, coming into the league. Like that made a difference. And that made a difference. That, in my opinion, was a little on the, um, Racist side, in my opinion, uh, they putting putting a stereotype on the kid and, and putting uh, uh, restrictions on the kid, uh, like like uh, like he's the slave master. I hate, hate to say it like that, but there's two owners that I really I'm not really feeling a lot is is the two owners that are, happen to be owners from the South, Tennessee Titans owner, and the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Um, that's why I'm saying uh, R- Rivera, if I'm not the only Hispanic um, head coach, went to the Super Bowl, and he only gets a one-year extension? Come on, man. Give me a break. I mean, I think he coached very well when he was supposedly be on, was on a hot seat last, last year, and his team only lost one game or two games all year. Come on. Are you kidding me? He should, ha- he should have at least gotten uh, um, um, uh, uh, at least more than one year. Um, that's just putting him on the leash again, just dangling him out there. Um, when that, I think that's pretty, pretty unfair and pretty, in my opinion, uh, uh, low down. I don't, you know, some of these owners, um, you wonder where their mindset is um, and where their loyalty is. Um you got a good coach that the team likes and responds to and you only give him a one year extension when he, he the last year he went to the Super Bowl. What? Makes no sense to me. Anyway. That's all I gotta say.
1: Well I, I can agree with you on that because um Rivera has done a lot with a team that is old school. What do I mean by old school? I mean run first, pass second, or maybe even third. Um problem and I agree with you that um there's been some issues with the ownership and how the ownership uh views everybody uh former NFL player that uh hmm Played during a time Where The good old boy system was out And about It wouldn't surprise me if he's gonna Be on a make America Great train um, But I can't say that he is so I'm not going to But what I will say is that Cam Newton has performed With Ted Ginn Jr Okay Kelvin Benjamin was gone. Let's not forget Kelvin Benjamin's coming back this year. Right? Jonathan Stewart. He he wasn't healthy all year, but he was healthy enough. You know? Um who else? A whole bunch of other uh nameless offensive talent they went to the Super Bowl with. You know, Philly Brown. Had a couple costly plays in the Super Bowl, but he was there and he performed. You know, um, I don't. I'm not gonna say that it's just that the owner put this like uh, hanging contract over his head, but looking at the schedule, I'm like, it's it's gonna be tough for them to do a great deal of stuff. In my opinion, so you know, uh, Given them one year, I think it's I think it's 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 rough. That's just me. Um. So with that being said, young man, let's go over the schedule. Mm-hmm. You go first. And, uh, you pick who's gonna do what.
0: All right. Um. At Denver, I think they lose at Denver. Uh, San Francisco, Minnesota, I think they win both those games at home. They go to Atlanta. I think they split with Atlanta and lose in Atlanta, divisional game. They come back again at home and play Tampa Bay, which I think they win. They go back on the road. Now they play three division games back to back to back. Two on the road, two uh, uh, one home. And uh, I think they lose to New Orleans in New Orleans. Then they go on a a bye, which is week seven. Then they have a long run, um, quite naturally, uh, no break. They get off the bye, and they play Arizona at home, which I think they're going to lose that. Um, Then at L.A., they win. Play Kansas City at home, they win. Play New Orleans at home, they win. At Oakland, I think they win that. At Seattle, they always play Seattle well. Um, Seattle and Carolina always have good games. And it doesn't make a difference whether it's in Seattle or in Carolina. And because uh, 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 I like Cam Newton, um, when they uh, the way they play play against Seattle, I'm picking they beat Seattle. Uh, they beat San Diego at home. They go to Washington. Sorry, Victor. I think they beat Washington. Going to be a close, probably a close game. Um, and then the last two games they play two division rivals. Atlanta at home, uh, they split with Atlanta, and this one's a win. And they go to Tampa Bay, and, and they uh, beat Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay, which gives me, gives them, I'm sorry, an 11-5 record.
1: I can concur with most of that. I think um, the Josh Norman Bowl in FedEx. I think you're gonna be wrong on that one, but. I have them opening up beating Denver um, because I don't think Mark Sanchez is going to be able to to uh, lead them to a victory um, the first week of the season. I think Denver is going to be okay, but not under Mark Sanchez. Kubiak is, he got credit, right, for taking him to the Super Bowl and becoming his, a, a first-year head coach. Of a team to win a Super Bowl I don't think he's going to fare well That's just me um, Anyway I think they defeat The 49ers I am not sure Teddy Bridgewater and the Vikings are going to look like Because I don't know if is going to be A top Talent this year I really don't know Because people aren't afraid of Teddy Bridgewater But we'll see They'll beat the Falcons, they'll beat the Bucks. Um, at New Orleans I think you're right They do play uh, Carolina tough When they're at uh, When they when Carolina's visiting New Orleans So I can say that The Saints will win that one oh, Excuse me, sorry about that um, Going into the bye week Because the bye week is crucial for them At this point Because I think they're going to have some nicked up people uh, But Kelvin Benjamin should be coming back Into his own Um, By this point because you know after spending the whole season on IR and then they're probably going to take it careful with him during preseason I say by five week five week six he'll be back to normal but they come back for a home game against the Cardinals that's gonna be a tough cookie to to, to follow me to swallow and even though it's at home. I think Carolina wins that game. They go out and they beat the Rams. I think they upset the Chiefs. The reason why I say it's an upset is because I think the Chiefs are going to be pretty good this year, pretty good. Uh, I think they beat the Saints at Oakland. To me, that game depends on if um, Amani Coop, not Amani Cooper, Amari Cooper. Uh what's my dude from um from uh uh the receiver that left the forty ers Michael oh, Crabtree. Yeah, if Michael Crabtree um shows up. If Michael Crabtree shows up, I think we're in for a very, very good game. But uh I'm gonna go ahead and give that to the the Panthers as you would. Um let's move on. I think they beat Seattle in Seattle. Um depending on Jimmy Graham. It depends on Jimmy Graham. Honestly, it does. Um they beat the Chargers. I honestly feel that they lose to the Redskins because um I think the depth of the of the skin secondary is going to pay out because Their front seven has been good. It's their back four that has always caused problems. And seeing as though Carolina is not a passing team, I think they're going to have to run, run, run. And when they run, they're going to defeat um, most teams, but not uh, the Redskins on that day. I believe they finished out the season beating the Falcons and the Buccaneers. So 12 and 4, 11 and 5, I can see that being the case. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that covers your, A, excuse me, your NFC South for 2016. See, see what um, happens when I don't, don't,
0: don't rant? We cover that in
1: less than an hour. I don't mind you ranting. I really don't. I mean, but it does go smoother. So that's going to be good. When you're, when you're an a servant, yes, you must be. <laughs>
0: What'd you say? What'd you say?
1: <laughs> Nothing.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Listen, mm-hmm. the Facebook
1: name has no name. Yeah, I got a name. <laughs> you have a name to <laughs> See, see, stop standing on the couch. Stop standing on the couch, JT. JT you know, I,
0: you know, I,
1: I, I, you don't have to
0: go there. You, you don't want me
1: because
0: <laughs> cause, cause I'm unfiltered. You don't want me to go there, Victor.
1: <laughs> I still got love for you, dude. I still got love for you. Okay, so uh, next week. We'll jump back to the AFC, and uh, we'll cover the AFC West since we had so many teams to talk about this week, um, mm-hmm. but we didn't expound on them. We'll cover the AFC West. Will it be the Broncos? Will it be the Chargers? Will it be the Raiders? Or will it be Kansas City? I think the West is going to be pretty weak this year. And Really? really? Yeah. Yeah. I think wow, it
0: will looking be weak. Defenses, the weakest defense that I see is San Diego. Compared I know. To Denver. So I don't see how that's going to be weak if if you got if you have a solid defense,
1: most teams but, can build. That. Yes, most teams can build that. However, you also need a quarterback that can do more than just manage the game, especially when you're in a conference with top. Defenses. We see it in the AFC West I mean the NFC West Top defenses But if you don't have a decent quarterback You're going to be Up the paddle without a creek I mean let's just use The example Carson Palmer Colin Kaepernick uh, Whoever Jeff Fisher Had at the time And and Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. Right Two of those quarterbacks Pretty daggone good and their teams showed it. Two of those teams, good defenses, stayed in games, but poor performance overall. I think you're going to see that trend in the AFC West. I really do. Um, I think Carr is, is one of the better quarterbacks in that division. I agree. Oh, so, Excuse me, even though Phillip Rivers is probably the best quarterback in that division, he has no offensive line, and that's going to hurt him and the run game. He can't afford to throw four or 500 times again this year and stay healthy and for San Diego to to be continuous winners. It's not going to happen. Alex Smith, last year, he finally threw more than one touchdown to a wide receiver. I think that's going to become a regular occurrence this year, especially with Jamal Charles returning. Um, Then we got Mark Sanchez. If they can decide to let CJ Anderson be their running back and don't platoon him with, with uh, Bell, they can protect Sanchez, but they can't beat Sanchez. I mean, but Sanchez can't beat anybody that's the difference. Even with that defense, I don't think Sanchez is going to be able to beat anybody. Um, so, therefore, I, I'm thinking that it's going to be the Chiefs and it's going to be the Raiders fighting it out like old the olden times, I should say, um, to see who wins that division. But I'm not going to spoil you know, whatever it is we're going to talk about next week. I think it's going to be a good show next week. And I hope that uh, you get a little bit unfiltered, just a little bit, not not too much. Don't go over the top, you know. But um, that's, that's what I see, JT. What do you think? Jerry. You there? What's that? What do you think? I
0: think about what?
1: You didn't hear me just talk about the Raiders and and the uh, AFC we'll West. Reserve for for next week.
0: Um, it should be an interesting uh, um talk about the uh, the the AFC West uh, with uh, the four quarterbacks. Uh, Mark Sanchez who's starting out now, maybe Paxton Lynch takes over depending on how um, Sanchez pans out. Alex Smith, who um has a decent wide receiver that he can throw to and depend on with Jeremy Macklin. Uh, Phillip Rivers, who has a, in my opinion, a vast array of wide receivers and um, passing options to throw to uh, in a passing attack. Uh, And I agree that he's probably going to have to pass the ball more than he wants to.
1: Uh, An
0: unproven and yet proven, I should say, Melvin Gordon, who uh, needs to – shake that bus title from last week, I mean, last year. And then the um, Oakland Raiders, who have made a lot of moves, had a lot of cap space um, in the offseason that they used on the defensive side of the ball uh, with quality players on really on both sides of the ball, but mainly defense. Um, and, you know, see see how well they, they come about. Uh, they're being touted as a playoff contender now. Um, we see how those two, those four quarterbacks: Derek Carr, Alex Smith, Phillip Rivers, and the combination of Mark Sanchez, who's probably going to start, uh, and maybe not finish, um, and Paxton Lynch. A whole spectrum of the type of quarterbacks that are available um, in the National Football League's good, bad, and the ugly. And in the uglier so, uh, And I'm not saying who's the good, bad, and the ugly In the uglier, I'm just saying it, the, the spectrum is wide
1: With the talent level Of the quarterbacks in the AFC West I can agree with you on that So with that being said We've got about 23 minutes left of live air Let's talk about these NF, excuse me, NBA Finals um, David Price went to Twitter And made a, a, a statement He believes that Uh, The the NBA is a little rigged The finals are rigged Um, It's unclear or unsure If if he's uh, Referring to the last Game which I definitely thought was Rigged based upon how many fouls Were called in the first two minutes Um, And then his teammate Travis Shaw uh, Went to Twitter and told him to, To chill out know your role Type believe in Cleveland or believe land And believe in LeBron In them uh, Here are my thoughts on it Of course If you listen to the show you know that I am a Golden State Warrior fan um, But not, They are not my first team I am loyal to The Washington Wizards That's who I, I root for um, But Living out in California I've become a go-to-state Warrior fan, as well as somewhat of an Oakland Raider fan, looking at Game Six. Within the first two minutes, Draymond Green had two fouls. Steph Curry had two fouls. Not one Cleveland Cavalier had one foul, along with a couple other uh, uh, Warriors that had some fouls that forced. Uh, Curry to the bench Clay Thomas uh, Didn't hit it uh, uh, Early off enough to say Okay well don't worry I got I got it covered um, And then You had uh, uh, What's my dude name uh, Iguadala dealing with back spasms Hitting some shots But not being as effective as he could be Missing Andrew Bogut yeah, is, is a Big deal here mainly because Festus Azili is not the offensive threat that Bogut is. Uh, Azili missed several uh, baby hooks and stuff like that, but the disparity in fouls in the first quarter alone was ridiculous. I mean, the fouls that got called on Steph Curry, the fouls that got called on Draymond Green, Those were like ticky-tack fouls, meaning, yes, they were fouls, but there was more uh, uh, rough play from both sides than the ones that got called. Mainly, Cleveland got away with a bunch of throwing people around and and elbowing and stuff. Now, Anderson Veragel, he was like, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to throw some of y'all around. He got some fouls. He got into trouble, too. But Sunday, Father's Day Happy Father's Day, by the way, JT Happy Father's Day to all Thank you Happy Father's Day to all people out there All men out there that are doing what they're supposed to do Even those that aren't You have a child or children somewhere You know, get to know them I digress Um, But this, this game And and speaking of fathers, you know, uh, Aisha's father, Aisha Curry's father, got racially profiled as he was entering the daggone uh, Quicken Loans arena. The NBA is investigating how that could happen. But, you know, I know Aisha's father isn't a star. Aisha's not the star. Steph is. But if she's saying that's her dad, And they're still giving him a problem and stuff like that. Come on, man. Come on. Issues going on, issues going on. But anyway, I do believe that there were several issues that took place with officiating um, that the Warriors have in the past overcome time or this past game They did not. Not to mention that the the rim was not kind to them. It really wasn't. Um, A lot of shots that were taken that normally dropped for the Golden State Warriors, rimmed out, bounced off the back iron, did all types of things that didn't work. Cleveland came out and they did what they were supposed to do. They took a commanding lead and never gave it up. Now, they, they were close to losing it. Somehow, some way, they pulled it out. Um, heading into this game, I think Cleveland—they've done what nobody else has done: beaten the Golden State Warriors in back-to-back games. I don't think they're going to win this last game in Oracle. I really don't. I think it's going to be such an atmosphere and energy in the building that's going to will Golden State to the championship. Um, I think Steph and uh, Clay are going to put on a shooting clinic. I really think they are. Um, And that's one thing that I, the one criticism I have of Golden State, especially in game six, they didn't go to the bucket early enough. They settled for jump shots. Um, Even though they weren't dropping. You know, when uh, Barbosa got in the game, he drove to the bucket. He didn't settle for jumpers. You know, is Azili. They fed him down low He just didn't finish So, you know um, The formula for Golden State Is to be uh, More than just a jump shooting team More than a, a good defensive team But be able to take the ball To the bucket And make the high percentage shots um, But yes, I do think the NBA Or the officials not, Let's not say the NBA Let's say the officials um, called that that game rather one-sided, in my opinion, and it was not for the Warriors. Your thoughts, JT?
0: Well, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Well, I I I shouldn't say a lot, but I have a lot of thoughts on this. First of all, uh, I, I do believe that the NBA wanted this thing to go seven games, okay? And no one's going to push me off that 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 stoop that they wanted this thing to go seven games for monetary reasons. Um, they could deny it all they want, uh, but uh, let me put it this way: when they suspended Draymond Green for that ticky tack, which would make no sense whatsoever, uh, they set up this this type of scenario. They figured that. It, uh, and it worked out because LeBron decided to go off, along with Kyrie, in Game 5. Uh, he's scoring 41 points with no Draymond Green around. Now, quite naturally, Draymond Green was uh, um, in the building when Game 6 came about. But Game 6 was in Cleveland. So, if you think look, look at this, is this. They disadvantaged uh, the Golden State Warriors at home with one of their key players. They have a losing record Anytime Draymond Green is not in the lineup. And that's just a, a statistical fact. They disadvantaged. Uh, uh, now they figured, well, now the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers are going home and with a lot of confidence. Um, role players play better at home than they do on the road. Uh, and that works both ways. And the uh, Cavaliers played better, including their role players at home, and uh, uh, um, they get the calls because they're at home, Uh, including LeBron. So that was a big advantage disadvantage for the Cleveland uh, for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Now they're going home. There was a lot of smack talk, which if if people haven't been paying attention, LeBron James doesn't normally talk a lot of smack. But he talked a lot of smack in the last game, confronting Steph in a couple of uh, um, matchups when either Steph got the best, his, Steph got a uh, uh, stuff by LeBron. Um, he kind of talked to mess like get the, get that get that stuff out of here to Steph directly, and also when he had the ball on offense against Steph's defense and took it to him. Uh, it was brought up a few times, and I don't know if you ever saw this, but when Steph Curry got a six foul, went off, got a technical, and got ejected, one of the last things he did is point to the bench of the Cleveland Cavaliers and said to, him, said to them, I'm coming. Pointed him twice and said to them twice, I'm coming. So, you can best believe that there's some bad blood and, and, and resentment between Steph Curry and uh, LeBron James. And I can't—I hate to say LeBron. I face your because that's what I like to call him, Shabron Curry. I mean Shabron James. And I gotta believe that these two superstars are going to show up, and it's all going to be on. On Sunday night. Now. You just have to see if the role players. Of the Golden State Warriors. Stand behind Steph. And come and bring their game. And get the best of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now it's on the other. To puts on the other. uh, 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 The shoot's on the other foot. They may have showed out when Draymond Green was there, and it's a different team when Draymond Green was there last time they were in Golden State. Now he's back, um, a little bit more confidence in the team, a lot more confidence with the role players playing at home, and a lot on the line for the 773 and 9 Golden State Warriors. If you don't win the title with a record like that, with a record record like that, then it's, it's for naught. So you got to believe that both these teams are going to bring their A game. It's just going to see what what better A game is going to be. Is it going to be an A-plus for the Warriors? Uh, or is it going to be just an A game for the Warriors? And, and the, both, the Cavaliers have, is going to uh, prevail in game seven. But i got to believe all this was set up, um, and, and I hate to say it like that, but uh, orchestrated uh in, from one from one point to another by um by the people involved NBA. in each game. Not the players, but
1: the peripheral people. Yeah, the NBA. Mm. Just just call it the NBA. I really think so. Now here's here's the deal. Let's look at last two games, right? Okay. Game five LeBron hits 41, Kyrie hits 41 That's 82 points of their 120 I believe it was, right? So that means everybody else combined for another 40 some points Last game, had 115 points Kyrie Had 34, something like that And LeBron Had 41 Or 45, something like that What else On Cleveland Put up a bunch of points like that. If you limit. And Kevin Love has been a non-factor. A non-factor. So if you limit. To just one of those two. Uh, players performing. Golden win wins this game. Now. That means Kyrie has to have. A, a bad game. Or LeBron. Has to have a bad game. But LeBron being LeBron. He's gonna get calls that he shouldn't get. He's gonna get people to file that aren't really files. But we shall see. I do believe the Golden State Warriors are gonna come out with a victory in this game and uh, hoist the trophy in back-to-back years. And there's a seventy-three and nine season will be um, a championship season, despite what you know what's best for the NBA. You know LeBron has been talking a lot of trash because he feels he's the best player on the planet. He feels that he deserves the MVP. He feels that um, uh, Steph should not have been the unanimous, the first and only unanimous MVP. He's he's gone on record and saying that. Maybe not in those words, but he has gone on record and said those uh, types of things. So with that being said. Steph said he's coming he's going to be shooting uh, like crazy and he's going to be dropping it like it's crazy. Draymond Green is going to play defense. What they need though is Iguodala to play LeBron a lot tougher. LeBron in the past two games if you notice has not settled for the outside shot. He's going more to the bucket which is fine because that's his game but Sean Livingston where you at? Harrison Barnes, where you at? Andrew Barbosa, not Andrew Barbosa, uh, Leonardo Barbosa is showing up. Andrew Bogut's injured. He's done for the season or for the rest of this series. Um, Iguodala, you have to be more consistent. Now, the other thing I would like to say is if J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert, Della Vadova, and Mazov... And mainly, Tristan Thompson. Because that dude came on like gangbusters last week. I mean, last game. I think he had like almost 20 rebounds. I mean, somebody has to block him out. And somebody has to get some rebounds. You stop them from getting second chance shots, you win the game if you're Golden State. That is my thought process on that. Um, With that being said, uh, uh, I don't really have much to talk about other than How's your fantasy baseball life going, Jerry? Hmm. You're doing well at strikeouts. But but how's the rest of it going? Not going well. <laughs> keep
0: talking, keep talking about that. Um, I'm on a prolonged losing streak and um uh, my players aren't performing well at all. My pitching is shaky. Um but my Offense has been absolutely horrible the last two to three weeks.
1: Well, consequently, oh. consequently, two or three weeks ago is when we made our trade, now I will say that two of those players you gave me ended up on a DL. But it's okay. Yep. Yep. It's okay. It's all right. I'm not mad because I had players in positions. Uh, to step in just in case And they have And they have uh, So I want to thank you for taking Giancarlo off my hands uh, I want to thank Major League Baseball for uh, Giving Bryce Harper tons of walks I mean tons of walks uh, yeah, kill, me. kill me man Kill me Yeah, It's, it's killing me <clears throat> Oh I know I know that's what I'm saying Um And right now, I'm poised to take over the number four or number three slot if everything continues the way it's going to be this week. And uh, it's all-star break coming up. So uh, you got any big moves? Are you doing any fire sales? Are you going to reach out and touch someone and try to change your season? Or are you going to just throw in the flag at the midway point? Right now,
0: it looks like I'm at the tomb of the unknown soldier.
1: Oh man, that's rough.
0: Very rough. Very rough. So the what? Offense, are you... my, my offense is not performing at all, that, and it's really it's really disappointing because I have players that should be playing a lot better than they haven't been.
1: So, what's your plan of action? I'm riding them out, man. Well, you know, I always take Bryce off your hands. It's not happening. Okay, I'm just telling you to help you out. Just mm-hmm. telling you to help you out.
0: Mm-hmm. For Bryce, you're gonna give you gonna give me four players, four quality players. Such I'm not as? going to any, any, any for, for anything less. Four quality players. And and
1: two I mean, of them are gonna be pitchers. And two of them <laughs> are gonna <to> be pitchers. <laughs> okay. You can get Edison Valquez and Geo. Do I even have Geo? Not happy.
0: You know I don't you know I don't even like Geo, so I don't even go there.
1: Okay, okay. Well I'll give you Edison. Nope. No, okay. Well, all right. Okay. Not a problem. Not a problem. But uh we shall see. Uh, what's what's going on in the master plan tomorrow Master plan Like I said I'm going to be talking about my
0: um, uh, My Fantasy baseball team You talk about the
1: NBA playoffs
0: And about Father's Day
1: Okay Sounds like a plan JT
0: Master plan so let- 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Sunday
1: morning Yes yes Um the only thing I can tell everybody out there is uh, we're having a good time doing what we do. I got to give a shameless plug. Shameless plug here. Um, I'm doing this Body by Vi fitness challenge. I'm also a Body by Vi independent promoter. My wife, in two weeks, have has lost 12 pounds. What? I've lost, yeah, I've lost four to six. And it's showing. Well, <laughs> I still eat some things I probably shouldn't eat, but the exercise and the food, the I, I've actually I don't even like greasy food, dude. The smell of greasy food has really started to bug me. I've only been doing this uh, for what two weeks now, three weeks now since we've come back from China, and I can tell the difference in um, the quality of food that I'm eating versus what I was eating before, and this this Body by Bite Challenge has been very good for me, honestly. Uh, the exercises that we do are, it doesn't take all day to do the exercises, but they're intense. So I'm constantly in fat burn mode. I have a, a Fitbit, um, and it tells me, okay, well, you're in fat burn mode. And that's good for me because I'm in shape But I'm getting in even better shape. Uh, My face is thinner. I post, if you join, I'm telling the folks out there, go to Facebook, look up Team Heartbreak, and uh, accept our challenge. If you look at the videos I posted, uh, one is uh, a current one, and one is the one I did two weeks ago, where I talk about doing one of our exercises, the Metaconda. If you look at my face when I'm talking about the metaconda, and you look at my face in the subsequent videos, you can tell the difference already. And I'm not joking, dude. It, I have a round face when I'm talking about about doing the metaconda. And then the last couple of videos, like the one I did today, because we got some furniture and I was like sweating like crazy moving all these couches and stuff around. Um My face is thinner. Face is thinner. Body uh, by Vi is working for me. It'll work for you. Guarantee it. Look up Team Heartbreak on Facebook. Join the group. And if you want, go to teamheartbreak.bodybyvi.com and accept the challenge. And, uh, you know, get some products because I'm telling you, they work. Not joking. And they taste good, too. No joke, JT. No joke. Anyway, um, that's all I got to say. You got anything else? No, man. You good? All right, all right ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, check out the Master Plan 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sundays and the FSP Crew Show every Thursday, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My guys are doing what they got to do. Um, JT might change the name to the crew. He, he wants to drop FSP. He can't drop me. He just can't. He knows he loves me too much. But we got to get out of here. So happy Father's Day to you, JT, and every man out there that's and taking you. care of their children. And we are out of here. Fantasy, Sports, and Policy. You want to talk back?
0: you in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face I know you got to live you know I got mine But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line Your voice will be heard, sir Next caller, please And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree We talking fantasy, sports, and
1: politics